Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barcraft Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today we have a Q&A podcast. All right, uh, you know the drill. We have three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and ask us there or slide into the DMs on Instagram. Yes. Heather and I are both feeling a little rough today. Yeah, it's a rough day. A little sick, a little down, but here we I'm are. We're blessed. doing it. Oh, we're here. Get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Question one. Is it most effective to train ab movements to failure? Uh, no. I feel like someone asked, did someone ask this in the Facebook group? I yes, think. this is a Facebook group question. I yeah, think no. But Yeah, I linked our episode on core training, which discusses how to train your core properly. No, not necessarily. I don't know why we associate core and like the burning effect means it's like it's a good workout. I don't know what it is. It's like elevated with the core. So no, it's not always beneficial to train to failure. If you're doing a whole cycle of training, you know, in your entire program and you're going to failure, sure. But not just the abs, right? Like you still want to periodize them. You still want some sort of progressive overload, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to failure. So yeah. I, and I think like smaller muscle groups can typically handle a little more, right? Like yeah. your delts, you know, you can do a lot of higher rep for your delts, things like that. Like your delts take on a lot yeah. of volume too, with all the various lifts you do. So yeah. I mean, it's not like you can't do a li- doesn't it feels like you could do a little bit of additional core work and still not be as fatigued yeah as if you were doing additional like deadlifts you know yeah. so, but at the same time it's it's just like any other muscle group yeah and i will say like you know same analogy with like you know lateral raises or like certain parts of your delts like the core probably lends lends better to training a higher reps or I should say not getting to like the one rep max. Like, I don't think you necessarily need to train a one rep max hanging crunch. knee raise. <laughs> yeah, crunch. You know, so I feel like the lowest you want to go to is like six or seven reps. It's just that type of muscle group and the the muscle fibers. But that doesn't mean you need to like go to failure and do like a million reps, right? So you, there are ways to make core movements more challenging. You could add in tempo. You could add in weight for certain movements. So or you can add bigger ranges of motion. So it's... I don't know what it is with the core. It's like, feel the burn and I'm shedding the body fat and it's all gone because I felt the burn and I did a failure. No, it's not how it works. Yeah, I feel like in my program at the end of each, so I have like, I have four days a week and there's usually like a bench focus, a squat focus, a deadlift focus and an accessory day. Yeah. And I think there's probably a, a core specific movement in each one, but it usually is a different kind of core specific movement, right? So yeah. sometimes it's going to be, um, something more like focus on the transverse abdominals, which is more often than not what we're doing because we're just, yeah. trying to get, you know, strength and bracing and all that down. And then other times it's more focused on actually like the rectus abdominis or the obliques. So yeah. it's, you know, they're different muscle groups. So it's still really only working each muscle group, you know, up to however many sets, what is it? Uh, 10 to 30 sets a week. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's still all apply. It's still the same. It's a muscle group. There's actually different muscle groups within the core. So they should all be trained with the correct amount of volume. You just don't want to hammer them right. and you won't recover. So, but yeah, listen to that episode. It'll talk all about it. Yep. Okay. Question two, how would you incorporate sled work into your program? Ooh, fun. Um, I guess it's just, depends on your goals and what your program currently looks like. Personally, if I 
was going to incorporate sled work, it would be like a almost like a recovery session. So the cool thing about sled work is that there's no eccentric motion. So you can get a little bit more volume for your legs without getting super sore and without hindering recovery that much. However, you don't want to just do like endless sled pushes or sled drags, right? But it's a nice stimulus to the quads and glutes, just depending on how you're doing it, without really damaging the muscles. So I feel like if that's an area you're looking to build your your legs just in general, you could do like, you know, the appropriate, well, maybe a little bit under the volume that you normally would do. And then if you wanted an additional stimulus during the week, you could do some sled drags or sled pushes that way. Again, like you're not getting that eccentric damage. So you'll probably be able to cover recover a little bit better. You know, I feel like a lot of people do this for cardio, which is yeah. cool. You could do that. I think that's a cool way to do cardio. A lot of athletes do sled work too, just depending on the sport, like sled drives, sled drags, sled pulls. I like the one where you like squat down and pull it towards you. That's a fun one. I feel I remember working at FFC or the gym in Chicago, FFC. We could say it now, right? <laughs> After the interview with Jen, whatever. There is like they had a little turf and I feel like I just saw trainers do it just to do it, which like if you're doing sled pushes just to do sled pushes it, without any like programming surrounding it, that's kind of silly. But if you're like if you have a certain amount of sets, reps, rest incorporated in your program, then sure. Add yeah, it. it can be used as general conditioning for sure. Yeah. Um, what's it called? G GPP? G G yeah. yeah. Uh, general. What does that stand for? I can't even remember now. I totally can't remember. You but like also I've used it before um, in like, I feel like once my coach threw it in, not as like a warm up. Um, oh, general physical preparedness. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, easy. Yeah. So it could be used for that because it is, you know, kind of like we push things in life and we it's it's yeah, a, if do. you haven't read our what's that blog that we have? Uh, oh, my gosh. My brain is not working today on. Oh, uh, I don't remember it either. Nor moving. is mine. Moving. What is the word? Locomotion. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's it's got locomotion. It's got, you know kind of a strength and endurance component it's got so it's great yeah. like for general physical preparedness is what i'm trying to say um yeah. but i also feel like matt threw it in once not as like a warm-up but like the first move after a warm-up to nice. kind of get like my legs and glutes firing before yeah. a squat session so that yeah. was kind of cool too it wasn't like super heavy or anything yeah. but it was just like getting ready for the squat session yeah. and i liked that a lot i do think another good way to use the slide is that if if you're injured you know anywhere from like lower back down if you have any injury on that part of your body, this is a good way to get some stimulus to your legs without having that concentric and eccentric. I guess there's a little concentric, but without the eccentric, so you're not, you know, doing a ton of knee flexion, you're not doing a ton of hip hinging. So if there's any issues with the knees, hips, et cetera, this is a really good way to get some volume in your legs if you are injured for the, you know, for the time being as you rehab that movement. So, or area. Cool. Cool. Hopefully that answered your question. Okay. Hopefully. Third question. Uh, what's one fitness tip that you would tell your younger self? Um, hmm. the fuck down. So? Like, <laughs> what did uh, you say? I'd say self, younger self. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Go do to you, like, <laughs> do, less is more, you know, yeah. like don't, you don't need to kill yourself. And eat more. Like, I really wish I would have 
known that because yeah, eat more to younger self. Yeah, eat more, build your build muscle, build your metabolism, focus on the the main lifts and perfect those. You know, I remember first starting. I feel like this is this is the trajectory for like most people who are either like fitness fanatics or who work in the fitness industry. It's like you start off bodybuilding, so you do like a body part split, and then you have to be at the gym six days a week, and that's not the most effective way to do it. And I feel like I did well, like with protein, because I was like, yeah, protein shakes. Like, I'm going to get the protein. Like, I was like all about that. But I really wish I would have taken the time to just build like during my like late teen years, early 20 years where it was a really good time to do that. And I feel like I did that sporadically, you know, throughout there. But I feel like there was always a point in time where I was trying to get lean, too. So I really wish I would have just taken like seven years (laughs) and just build it like build you know, or when in build mode, right. you know, maybe some mini cuts in between there, but, and that have stressed out so much about like, is my program working? Is my diet working? Like what foods are working? Like, et cetera. I just like calm the fuck down is what I would tell myself self. I think that's great. Yeah. The eat more, it would have been definitely probably what, and I feel like I would have, like, if I go back and think about, so, okay. I'm thinking freshman year of college when I was like teaching group fitness and like getting into like bodybuilding yeah it was really into all the things except for squatting because I felt like I couldn't squat correctly and I wish I would have just early on taken the time to learn Uh it instead of just like doing the leg press all the time it's like yeah Step back, figure it out, hire a coach if you need to. I was in college, yeah. but I was surrounded by fitness people. I worked at a gym. Like somebody could have helped me with my squat, right? But they Back didn't. First learning. No, I had to, I, eventually I learned it all on my own, but I just wish that I would have, I wish that I wouldn't have avoided the moves that I was intimidated by. I wish I would have leaned yes. into those moves because they're foundational movements. And I, I yeah. could have been a lot stronger if I would have mastered them earlier on in my fitness career. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I got like scared of moves, but you know, and just because they were hard. But I feel like that also comes with time. Like you put in the work and then you get more comfortable being uncomfortable. And then you just build up the the capacity to be like, oh, now I'm excited about these movements. But yeah, I really wish I would have like taken the time to perfect the technique and like that's more so true. mobility too. Like if I really wish I would have worked on mobility earlier in my career, I would have had a lot more gains, I think, because I've made more gains than ever since I've been really focusing on that. So that would be another thing. All the things. I think nowadays, like if I, if my coach were to throw in like snatches or cleans in the program, I would get excited, right? Because it's like, which is funny because we're both USAW coaches, like, yeah, how to teach a snatch and a clean generally, but like, don't do them. Yeah. So like for me, like it's one of those movements that's kind of scary. And I think that I would be excited to be like, oh, Ooh, new uh, yeah. snatches. Like I haven't done these in forever. Like let's go versus like earlier on, I would have shied away from movements that I didn't, you know, feel completely comfortable with. And I think that, yeah. I think you're right. I think that is the difference as you lift more and more. It's the whole thing about it transferring to like resilience and like confidence is you realize you can do hard things the exactly. more. Exactly. And so you get excited about challenges versus like, running yeah. away from them. Yeah. Remember when we did that certification that weekend? Yes. I was the most sore I've ever been. <laughs> my traps. Oh my, like, I feel oh. like my traps grew. <laughs> like, I know that's not possible, but I think it was possible well, that weekend with the amount of shrugging. It. Then you started, you were going to compete. Like you were. A yeah, I was you. going to. How long did that, you? But that was. Year two. What? Did, what? 
How long did you train for like a meet or like train in general Olympic lifting? Was it a year? It was a couple of years, I feel like. There's, yeah, you were. And I got injured right before my meet. So I was like, eh. And I like to throw them in here and there just to make sure I could do them. But, you know, you that know weekend. You, you know why you got injured? Because I did too much. No, it was your foot. You didn't do foot day. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. It was my foot. I didn't fucking prioritize fucking foot day. That is why people prioritize foot day and you wouldn't get injured and you can do your Olympic lifting meet. I'm pretty sure you like broke your toe because you stubbed it or something. No, I think I had like some weird strain in my oh, like near okay. my big toe okay. and my foot, and I could not, I couldn't go like into the triple extension because it fucking hurt. Yeah, it was, and bad. I couldn't even lunge at that point. And I was like, well, there's no way I'm gonna be able to snatch weight over my head. So hashtag foot day. Moral of the story. Sorry, <laughs> I keep saying what my ear is clogged because I got a cold, so I feel like I can't hear. So sorry, I keep saying what. Well, this is going well. And my microphone isn't working well. So we're having a great This time. is a great day. But you know what? We showed up for y'all for your key yeah. for your cues so we can A it. <laughs> sure did. We okay, the- we're gonna be done now. So if you like this podcast, you can rate and review it. Actually, please rate and review it and share it with all your friends who need foot day in their lives. And <laughs> Um, what else? Yeah, follow us on the social needs. Follow my boyfriend Facebook group. Derek said that, but do it again. And we're your best friends. Okay. Peace out.